Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Restricted View podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Deborah, as always. I'm Chris. And today we actually have our season finale for you. Yeah. Yes, I mean, 24 episodes, quite yeah. a lot of episodes. Yeah, when we first called, when we called the first episode season one, episode one, we didn't really know how many episodes we were going to have in the first season, but... Uh... No, I mean, to be honest, we didn't even know if we were going to carry on doing it, because, you know, it was just a project that we wanted to do, and it's been quite a lot of fun doing it, so... Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm pleased with us that we managed to get to 24. We only had one week off, which was when I was out of the country. Yeah, exactly. Which so... seems reasonable. Doing, doing really that, well. that was our mid-season. <laughs> Our mid-season break, That's it, yeah. Um, even though it occurred quite late, and twenty-four, like I said, it was accidental. But twenty-four seems like a reasonably good number. It's a nice number, isn't it? And yeah, so uh, today, even though it's a season finale, we do have a review for you of a hot new show. Uh, we have some news, as always, a little tip, and our discussion is going to be about well, the podcast itself, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And while we will be taking a break, we will, uh, we will, we will, we will, we will be back with season two. Definitely. So yes. don't worry. But in the meantime, let's crack on into our news. So the news this week, we have a few little items to uh, mention. Um, first and foremost, just... Uh, well, not foremost, actually, just first. Uh, we've got two shows that have announced extensions. Um, the first one is Pride and Prejudice, sort of. <laughs> the, that is actually the name of the show. Uh, the Criterion Theatre is has extended its run now till the 17th of April, 2022. So uh, we will be able to go see that. Oh, definitely. I'm very much looking forward to actually to the two shows I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, so that's going to be um, after after our break. Uh, essentially, we'll hopefully bring a review of that um, sometime in the middle of its run. Unfortunately, rather the beginning of its run, but I'll still have use. Um, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's an all female cast, isn't it? Yes. I guess that's one of the, one of the reasons. That is sort of right, prejudice. <laughs> well, also they're singing, they're singing pop songs, as far as I know. Oh, it's a musical. Tell the story. It is. A I musical, think I knew that at yes. one point. Um, but yeah, so Prime Prejudice is sort of at the Criterion Theatre now, running until the seventeenth of April. In addition to that, another show that Deborah is very eager to see is The Ocean at the End of the Lane, um, based on the book by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Uh, is has also extended its run yet again. Apparently, it extended its run already. Um, it's extended its run again, and it only opened. Um, a few days ago, uh, as you're listening to this, on the 4th of uh, November, and it's already extended yet again. It's running at the Duke of York Theatre, and it's now running until the 14th of May, 2022. Yes, lots of time to see it, and I think this actually this show opened at the National Theatre beforehand, and then it closed because of the pandemic, and now it's it's back again, and clearly, yeah. clearly very popular. It is it is a great book by Neil Gaiman. It's one of his shortest books, so if you haven't read any Neil Gaiman, it might be a good place to start, because it's quite short. There you go. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, say, excited to see how they're going to do certain things in the book. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's is it quite? Is, I was about to say, is it fantasy? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. But I think they can get away for quite a lot of the time without too many fantastical elements. Right. Until a I, I've time. seen some set photographs of, of this. Yeah. Of and it looks. It doesn't look quite visually interesting. Yes, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I. Um, I, I've seen lots of. I mean, we talked about book adaptations, and I think some they can be very, very good. So yeah. That's what I'm excited to see. But the actual, uh, we also have another news that I only just found out that um, this year, 2021, marks the 15th anniversary of Spring Awakening opening on Broadway. And because of that, to celebrate that, the original cast are going to uh, be in a reunion on the 15th of November. So everyone's coming back Jonathan Groff, um, Skylar Austin, uh, Leah Michelle, everyone's coming Was back. Skylar Austin, the original yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. Um and huh. and tickets are t- tickets are on sale. Who's on, he play? on Broadway? I am not sure. You might have to look that up. Um, but yes, um, everyone everyone's gonna be there. Uh, if you're in New York or anywhere near and you want to go, I think tickets are still on sale. I have seen a lot of people online asking for it to be broadcast. Fingers crossed it will be broadcast. I love to see it. I it, sure it's it's a one night only in New York. Yes. I I I feel it. I feel it'll have to be broadcast. Yes, well, I, there's I, almost no point in doing it otherwise. Yeah, I I feel they'll do it too. Yeah, especially if they're getting uh if they're getting all the original cast. I feel like that's a that's a big deal for them to do it and you know to to get, to bring people back. Sky and Austin played George. I've just looked it up. Yeah, later you know to be to be uh, Greg and Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Later to be Freg. Freg. <laughs> Fake Greg. He was good, but he was he wasn't Greg. We'll talk about Santino Fontana about as the crazy... original Greg later. We should talk about <laughs> Crazy Ex Girlfriend at some point. We should talk about musical TV. 
That's a good, yeah, there you go. That's an idea for a discussion. In the future, On yes. season two discussion, spoiler <laughs> alert, not spoiler, <laughs> teaser. Um, yeah. But yeah, so hopefully hopefully, we'll come back to you at the start of season two with the news that Spring Awakening is going to be broken. Oh, wait, hang on, when's that happening? 15th of November. Oh, it's going, oh, soon. It's, yes, very soon. I will be Oh, it's that soon. So yeah. They, they haven't got time. Few, they, they in a few days, yeah. They haven't got time to say that's going to be broadcast, do they? They, they might do and if, I think if there's a demand online because I'm sure these things are often filmed and yeah, not well, broadcast so maybe well as Deborah right. said if you are a New York like, if you are a New York listener go buy a ticket yeah, I guess and it's, it's also it's just a concert as well it's a concert version so it's not it's not a, it's not putting on the full production so it's much easier to film I think as well sure uh, yeah. so yeah fingers crossed and very excited that these two uh, other plays are being extended yes yeah, so I look forward to seeing both of those shows in the very near future <laughs> And this week's review is actually a review of Frozen. And following our own tip from a previous episode, we managed to get day seats for Frozen. Yes, so we now can confirm they definitely do work and work well. They're exactly the same as Rush Tickets. Yes, we we actually tried uh, the week before and it was quite difficult. And I think it's because it was half term and lots of people are going. But this time when we tried, we both managed to get them. Yeah, obviously we only got one set of them, but it wasn't hard to get. So I don't think it's um, I don't think many people know about it. No, I mean not enough that it was very hard to get. It was easy to get for a m- middle of the week. I had tried before. I had tried the weekends before, and it was tough. But yeah, in the middle, in the middle of the week, it was fairly. It was reason like, like I said, we both got them. Um, you, De- I got um, back of the stalls. Pretty much back of the stalls. Deborah got kind of a few rows, like five rows back in the uh, dress, dress circle, circle, which we yeah. we opted for the dress circle on this occasion because it was a bit closer to the stage and also had that bit of height. I mean, Drury Lane Theatre, the dress circle is a really lovely height. Yeah, it's perfect. And the Royal super, Circle is called, actually, yeah, in, the, in Drury Lane. The, 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 it, was, it was very good, wasn't it? It was just overall. Excellent, really excellent seats. Excellent yeah, seats. so uh, as Chris just hinted, uh, Frozen is at the Drury Lane Theatre uh, and it's currently booking until June 2022, potentially to extend, knowing how these Disney shows go. Uh, but at the moment, booking until 2022. Yes, potentially to extend. We'll, we'll see. It has, it has closed in Broadway. Yes, I was very surprised to hear that when you. T- I I did not know that, but yeah. Um. So I guess I guess we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the cast and who we saw and who was there that night. So Frozen, obviously based on um the Disney film, the very 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 famous Disney film. I think Frozen is like Disney's Harry Potter. I think I've never seen the Disney film being so successful since The Lion King. Yeah, um, it was huge when it came. Well, was it twenty thirteen or something? It was I remember being surprised. Uh, late, late. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, 2013, That's yes. still crazy. It's so long ago. Yeah, and I, I remember all your nieces knew all the songs uh, and loved it. Everyone was obsessed with it, children and adults alike. Um, and I think they still are. And it's very hard for a sh- for for a f- film my, to kind of last. So as my long nieces, as my nieces are not not them necessarily. No. People in general. Oh yeah, still. I mean like there were loads of at the, we saw at the show multiple like I would say eight, nine, ten year olds who were not many of whom, some of whom we we saw children at, who were not alive when the film when came it out. first came out. Yeah, but the parents probably liked it and then show it to them now. So. Parents, well, possibly no. I, well, I mean, some of the parents were definitely like forty and they therefore were adults when the film came out. So was I. <laughs> and I still enjoyed <laughs> That's true. It. So uh, we saw at this at the performance we saw um, Anna was played by Stephanie McKinnon, Elsa was played by Samantha Barks, uh, Olaf was played by Jeremy Bat, who was actually the understudy mm-hmm. at this occasion. Hans was played by Oliver Mo- Orson or Armson. Kristoff uh, was played by Obioma Ugoala, and the show was directed by Michael Grandage. Uh, the book book by Grandage, Jim- I was saying. Grandage, okay. No, Sorry, not. that's my Portuguese butchering it. And uh, the book is by Jennifer Lee, and music and lyrics by uh, uh, Kristen, Kristen Enter Lopez, and Robert Lopez. Who I believe also did the movie. I think they? I think they did indeed. Uh, so there was obviously the songs that we know from the film, but also new songs added. To yeah, it. not too many. Handful, too handful many, of new yes. songs. And yeah, it's the same plot, as, as you said, uh, of um, the film. Basically, it's loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's The Ice Queen. Um, basically tells the story of a young queen who has ice powers, who uh, who can't control them. It's discovered she has them on her coronation day, and she runs away. Mm-hmm. Basically, doesn't know what to do, and her sister goes after her. And it's kind of a story of sisterly bonding. Sister, and love. The sisterly love. Um, and that they don't need no man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not about that it's not about not needing a man it's not like that it's not it's not that kind of thing but it is about it is about um, 
bit kind of self sufficiency in a sense, right? Well, and it's also about and also about true love, not necessarily being with a significant other, but also being with yeah. a friend or a sister or you know, that's someone else in your life can be can, is also true love, right? But not snowmen, apparently. Poor Olaf. There is a there is there is a plot hole in, in, that, in, that, in that. But anyway, yes. So you probably most will probably know the plot. But that is the that is the loose outline um, of it. So um, on to our the performances, I guess. Yes, yeah, so I guess we can start with, um, I mean, Elsa, although I think Anna is actually the main character in the sense that we see a lot more of her, I think Elsa is considered to be the main El- character. Elsa is definitely the one, the one that people, the actresses will want to have gotten. Yeah. I mean, uh, she has the power ballad, let it go. She is the lead, she is the, yeah, she's the main, she's the main character. Um, yeah. And she, and she, uh, but, but just like in the film, she's actually not in it a whole lot. No, when she I... She disappears and, uh, for a while. She does, yeah. And Anna actually has more stage time, more songs. Certainly feels that way. It, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what, what a stopwatch would tell me, but it definitely feels like you see more of Anna. It does, yeah. Uh, but uh, pleasantly, and I think following the spirit of the, of the show itself, uh, both, um, both the lead uh, actresses bowed together at the end. Yeah, I thought that was good that they did that. Uh, it would be weird, actually, especially after the message of bringing them together. For exactly, yeah. But I thought it was a, that was very appropriate. But yeah, Samantha Barks, I mean, she's a very high-quality vocal performance. She, she gives a very high-quality vocal performance. She is, she does have, she is, she is a very good singer. She, yeah. I, I um, love her voice as well. Yeah, she's got a great voice. Let It Go was extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't really have any moment at all where I thought that was wrong or that was a bit weak. Um, I thought it was, yeah, just absolutely... Very high quality vocal performance all the way through. Kind of little to say as a result um, yeah. about her performance. It was just very good. It's just one of those things that now I think she's become such a household name, Samantha Barks, that it's just nice to have seen her as well. Yeah, yeah I was pleased to have um, seen her. I, I, I speculated when we got the day tickets so easily that we might, maybe it was understudy night and it's known that she doesn't perform those nights. Um, but it was not the case. But it was not the case. We got to see her. And I I, I wouldn't mind it. I said, like, I don't mind if it's, if it's not her. I'd rather, we'll still go. I, I, but I was I was pleased to see her. Checked off I, the bucket list, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Theater bucket list. She was very good. And who was Stephanie McKean? Is that right? Yeah, McKean. Um, yeah. Played um, Anna, and I also have no complaints about her. I mean, I think I think uh, there's a reason Samantha Barks got Elsa, and mm-hmm. and um, Stephanie Stephanie, def- Mc, Stephanie McKean definitely has the the vocal chops to pull off something like that. It go, I feel, but but um, but she's just not quite quite the same standard. But she's very good. She's very good. I think no she suits. Whatsoever. I think she suits the character well as well. I think she she had the kind of the, the the joy and the silliness that Anna brings to to the stage as opposed to Elsa's kind of more solemn uh, demeanor. Yeah, they both did their their their, their parts well in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, Obiama Ugola uh, as uh, Christoph. Christoph. Uh, I really liked him. Really liked him. His characterization. Really liked um, how he played the part. He has a very good voice. Uh, he was, it, was, it was such a pleasure to see him again after Hamilton. Yes, he was. Uh, we saw him as Washington, George Washington twice at least. So yeah, you at possibly, least you twice. Possibly more, yeah. more times that. Um, I actually, but my, weirdly enough, he's the only complaint. That's not his fault. I don't think his voice suits the role. Oh really? I, 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 think I don't. I think I don't think his very. He's a very, very classically operatically trained voice. Mm-hmm. And he he's almost he seems to have lost the ability, which I actually appreciate. But he's lost the ability to sing kind of a bit dirtier. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Um, he every note is so clean. Yeah. Ah, but um, it's, it's it's beautiful. And, and it's, it's beautiful yeah, but it doesn't yeah. suit Kristoff. It's like <laughs> it's like reindeers are better than people. It's being sung by such a such a proper voice. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess I understand what you're saying, but like, I thought he was very good. Like Jonathan Groff, whilst having a very good voice, is not. He doesn't sound like an opera singer. No, that's when he, true. When he that's sings. true. Yeah. But like it was really, like that that beautiful rounded sound that um, Obiona Ugola gets out with yeah, every single note is just it just is weird. It's not it's fine. It's not what I expected at all. It's not a complaint. I'm not saying he gave a bad performance. I'm just I think he was I think he was a bit miscast. I think he should have been. But there's not a role for him in this, is there? It's a it's such a weird complaint. I'm saying he's too good for the role, which is obviously a dumb thing to say. Cast him as Elsa. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's not. It's not. It's not a problem. He's not miscast because miscast implies he's wrong or there's something wrong with his performance, and it's which not, not that. The case, it's, yeah, yeah I, I hope. I hope I'm conveying what I mean. It was a bit jarring to hear Kristoff with such a rounded voice and such a such a gorgeous operatic voice, um, even though. Jonathan Groff has a gorgeous voice in a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was fantastic. I really enjoyed every time he opened his mouth. Yeah. I, ju- I just thought it was jarring. <laughs> um, anywho, 
what do you, th- you you join him too? I, oh, I I love him and and funnily enough, I think you're saying that uh, you are right in the sense that I was listening to him and thinking, oh, maybe he can start singing. You know, George Washington's going home now because that's there quite was big one point and round. There was and one beautiful. point where I was thinking that. Um, who else do we have? Then we had um, Oliver Orman. Is that it? Ormson? Ormson. I can't remember my writing. It's terrible. <laughs> it happens. Um, Oliver Ormson. I thought, yeah, again, he had a good voice. Again, no complaints. Um, however, I did miss Santino Fontana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we are film. big fans, uh, yeah. and we love his voice as well. He's got an incredible voice, and I think that that uh, that whoever played Hans was was gonna, well, for a Santino Fontana fan, they were always gonna be compared. Yeah, uh, we'd seen him before in the Adams Family. Adams Family playing Lucas. Yes. Yeah, I think he's very good. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's very good. I think he also played. Um, he was understudy for Elder Price, I believe, as well. Oh, okay. Which, which you can kind of see. Which that we may or may not have seen. Who knows? I definitely. <laughs> I remember seeing him uh, in the ensemble as one of the elders, okay. but I've, I don't think I saw him at Elder Price ever. Okay, but yeah, he was he was good. No complaints. Yeah. And he, he acted very well. Uh, he did. Yeah. He was very, um, uh, he was very kind of good and boyish. You know, he it was very, annoying. Very, very nice and yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know the twist, um, I guess minor spoiler alert for the next ten seconds. Hans turns out to be a baddie, and he was the, his performance. All of his performance was so convincing. Deborah was fooled again. It was like, have they changed it? Is <laughs> is Hans good in this version? I want to believe. Okay. <laughs> It's quite, yeah. quite, a, quite a compliment to his acting, actually. Yeah, it is. I because really, um, I really liked him, and he he, he seemed so sincere and you know, so, <laughs> so so truthful. But he wasn't. He was mean. And the last person I think we should probably uh, mention. Well, I mean, obviously everyone's worth mentioning, but the last person, the principal cast, uh, we're going to mention is Jeremy Bat, who is the understudy for Olaf. For Olaf. Yes. Um, who I I thought I actually leaned over to Deborah after his first number and said he's a great voice well he said Chris's words were actually he finished singing um, in summer I think that's what yeah, called yeah it's his first song and uh, Chris turned to me and said excellent voice and <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you've um, noticed this about Chris he rarely says things like that <laughs> It's very, very tough on he people. Had, he had a great voice. I really can't fault him. He was he was very good. Again, quite operatic, operatic in many ways. Quite rounded and quite. But he, but 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 not in the same way as Obi Wan Gola. He uh, he he he. Not as creamy. His voice was not as creamy. No, That's but it was no, but it was excellent in a different way. It was yeah, it, it was, was very good. it was every note was 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 perfect. The air support on every note was absolutely spot on. There were no kind of missed or flubbed notes in that sense. Um, no notes that kind of sounded weaker and unsupported. Just really good. And uh, he did not just copy Josh Gad. No, he didn't. No. Um, I mean, that's something I think it's fair to say about all the main cast. Yes. They did. They, they, they have, they, they own the roles. I think theirs. so. Yeah. Now the main, the main, the principal, um, Olaf, I, I've seen his performance on West End Live and I feel he did copy Josh Gad a little bit. Okay. But he also had a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I do wonder if that's something to do with being an understudy that you kind of want to, um, you know, you don't get to, you don't get to play the role as often. So when you do, you really want to get your teeth into it. You really want to smash it. Yeah. Um, and make it your own a bit more. And I don't know, Jeremy Bat, ba- uh, better Bat. Bat, ca- I think. Carry yeah. my own writing again. It's an A. It's an A. Okay, yeah. Jeremy Bat. Uh, I, I mean, the fact that he's, if, if he's your under, if he's your understudy then you've got depth in your cast. And look, he's a swing, so he might do other characters. He is a swing, so not you honestly, might see him quite as, true. You might see him as, see him as um, Hans, I assume. He could uh, he could definitely play Hans. He could play, I think he could play any of the male parts, because it's mostly about, it's mostly the, the really big, chunky parts of female parts. Yes. He could smash any of those male parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great voice. Really, really, really pleased. It's very rare that you see, well, not, it's not rare you see understudy you're happy, but it's rare you see understudy and go, I'm really glad of the understudy. Mm. <laughs> well, your mum says she saw John Berman as an understudy, so there, there you go. There you go. Never the stars of the future. That's what my mum always says. Stars of the future. That's true. Um, even as a kid, I remember once seeing um, this. Uh, uh, seeing uh, we went to Miss Saigon and we got the piece of slipper paper. That slipper paper that says tonight the role of Chris will be performed by David Shannon. And I was like, I already knew who that was, and I really liked him. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was like, oh great, yeah. we're seeing David yeah. Shannon. That's fantastic. Yeah. We saw him as I think we saw him as the man who was down the wind. We saw him as. We saw, he, we saw him in Beautiful Game because he originated the role of John in Beautiful Game. Mm. And we possibly saw him in one or two other things. He's uh, he, he did a lot of stuff back there. I think you may have seen him as, as Phantom. He definitely played Phantom. Anyway, point is, understudies are often great. Mr. Theatre always um, called them the Thunder Studies. Thunder because, Studies, yes. Because they don't think they get enough love. And it's true because the understudy learns more parts than the lead does. That is true, yeah. Um, and has to be willing to be able to switch. They can say, oh, it's hard work. Yeah. There, there is actually a page on Twitter which I'm very happy to link in the description of the podcast which lists the understudies for that day for all West End shows 
So they, they announce nice. whenever whenever it comes out. So it's announced and they tag the understudy and they tag the actor, which is always great. Yeah. Um, so more, lo- more love for understudies, please, in, gen- in general. Um, they're absolutely very... It's, it's only... The only time it's going to disappoint is if like, they, they were going to see Samantha Marks or Carrie Fletcher or... Um, Michael Ball. Yeah, someone they really wanted to see. But hey, look, we got the, the understudy to Michael Ball once um, uh, as Javert. Yeah. And we were, I was personally very happy with him. Mm-hmm. He was very good, yeah, um, for the concert version, right? Yes, but yeah. we've seen, of course, um, Michael Ball perform multiple times and other things, so maybe it stings less. Of course. I think I think we there are, there are boxes, as I said, boxes you want ticked, right? Like seeing Samantha Parks or Michael Ball, but then, yeah. but it's, give give some love to the understudies. Yeah. 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 The point is, Jeremy Batt, great voice, well done you. Um, that sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't. Uh, so, I'm, I'm done with the cast. Yeah, with the cast. Yeah, so moving on to the set. Um, slash special effects set first though okay um, do you want to take over uh, yeah sure um, I think so this is kind of an overall thing I'm going to say I'm going to preface this by with this overall comment but it's very much kind of a Disney show in many ways and I think that is that that, is, that, that shows here mm-hmm. um, I think that it looks quite impressive and um, I think I have to say as well and this is nothing to do with the set itself but being uh, at the Drury Lane it's just, it just makes it such an event. So you go in, it's so grand and it's so beautiful. Like I just want to be at a, in that theater. We for just ages. we just wandered around some of the. We actually ended up in there quite early. We had a really good lucky journey in, and um, we just wandered around some of the oh, rooms. Oh, it's so beautiful! I actually want to look do at a, the portraits. Yeah, you know? that's the, I want to do a tour of that theater. It's beautiful and yeah, it's been renovated. It looks amazing. Um, the toilets are great. You know, there's like it's very good now. Um, but yeah, so when you get go in, I think there's a sense a sense that it's going to be big, and I think maybe the venue helps with that. It is the biggest uh, venue in the West End. Always, I always say it is. I think the Coliseum might actually seat more, but I've, I, think, I think I think the Drury Lane seats the most. It's, it's it's the big one of the biggest, if not the biggest. I think the biggest stage as well. Yeah, it's an enormous be. stage. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So with all this kind of grandeur. When you get there, the stage, I mean, you, you the first thing you see, like the curtains down, and it's frozen, it's kind of northern lights, it looks cool, exciting. And then it's all just a bit, eh. <laughs> and that's my review of the show. So when, no, when, when Deborah says the set is a bit, I do know what she's saying, I do agree with her. Um, however, it is, you said impressive. It, it, it is, the set is huge. Huge. And huge. impressive. Yes. And in places, visually stunning. Yes. Um, but, but it doesn't really follow through. Yeah, and a word Deborah used, which I'm going to steal from her now, but I do credit her, is what's unimaginative. Yes. And it was unimaginative and quite Route 1 in many places. Um, not in the same way as when I criticised Blythe Spirit for just building a living room uh, with that imagination. Because um, there was some imagination in that sense, but it, but but that imagination is has been... Just mostly pulled directly from the from the stage from the from, from the, the film from the film yeah um like it looks very beautiful and ornate they have this big gate they have all the you know, four poster beds for the children mm-hmm. on the sides of the stage they have so they have I mean they have like that there's, there's one bit I think it might be the biggest set piece in West End history and I include Miss Saigon's helicopter <laughs> it, it it there was a, there's a bit where Anna and Christoph are off on their journey um oh yeah because they don't get chased by wolves for example mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah of course um. But instead of being chased by wolves, they sing this song, a new song called What Do You Know About Love, which is an okay song, actually, mm-hmm. um, whilst traversing this bridge. And the bridge goes on forever. As in, the opening of the scene, the bridge is... is the, ed- the end of the one, the one end of the bridge is sticking out from stage le- from stage right. And then they start traversing it, and the bridge starts moving with them. And, it, like, I mean... I'm trying to estimate how long that thing was. It was the length of the stage. No, but it was significantly longer. It was two, two or three times the width of the stage. Was it? Yes, because 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 it moves with them as they're walking until it's all until you haven't got the steps up going up anymore. Yeah, and it's all center piece yeah. of the bridge and then it remains centre of the bridge for quite some time whilst they continue to walk now they did stop in the middle for a while and they stopped quite a few times and there's like there's planks of wood fall off of it which, yeah, is, yeah. which is a very nice effect uh, very nice practical effect actually mm-hmm. which it deserves deserves credit for um, now presumably the actual you can't, the actual floor itself is, is, is solid and it's just fake planks of wood at the bottom underneath the bridge that are falling yeah. but, and then and then Christoph jumps over a gap that he's made by nearly falling to his do, to his death and stuff um, so it does st- stop in the middle and maybe for longer than I appreciated but then it continues off and then they they slide they do a slide down the other side which is quite cool yeah um, but basically so so the, but here's the point the entire bridge cannot fit on the stage 
No, it's enormous. Yeah. At the same time, I would estimate it is at least, I think three times is exaggeration. It's approximately twice the width of the stage. How big are the wings of the Lane Theatre? I do not know, but they're huge. Um, actually, I think I do know because didn't we see a diorama in the v- V&A Museum once of the v- and it was the Drury Lane Theatre yeah, stage? Yeah, I might have done. And yeah. I think it, well, they were very big. Um, but yeah, so that set piece is like wow, that's insane. Yeah, and it is cool because they, you know, I really enjoy, as I say, the practical effects of uh of the, the the danger of of this slippery rope bridge uh-huh. um wasn't really a rope bridge but it had planks of wood uh, that were falling and then i enjoyed the fact that they kind of did like a standing slide at one point towards yeah. the end and then they did an actual like like body slide off at the end it was very cool and that set piece was great and it and it, and it had practical ice effects mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like ice um Shards. shards on it and it looked really cool and that that was imaginative that was good that so was imaginative because I, you know the, 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 the planks and stuff uh, and that that's kind of the only really good example yeah i mean look there, there were there were imaginative bits and bits that were actually quite beautiful um the um like Chris, it, didn't, it didn't exceed expectations no it didn't uh to me as i said i think i said this to chris um when we saw it i think it was very very much kind of root one uh this is what we do for all disney shows and i think i've come to associate disney shows and especially uh, maybe it's aladdin's fault but i've come to associate it with uh associate disney shows with um i guess big stages they don't that they don't fill up well so they often look so big they're so massive uh, with one or two pieces, so there'll be either uh, just a big door or big gates, and and, yeah. a co- and a colorful background that changes color or has a has a projection on it, and this does not do anything different. No, apart from, apart from that giant bridge, it had nice it had like nice moments. I I quite like I actually quite like the um the girls' bedroom when they're young, and I like how the windows open. I quite like that scene with the the, the oh, people the, the, the people yeah. of the um the mountains coming. I, I thought that would looked really cool because yeah. they had you know the um the trolls and frozen in the musical are replaced by forest people uh, mountain people. Yeah, like yeah, like nomads. Yeah, or, yeah and they druids. have and Dru- they ha- druids. I think. Yeah, yeah druids. Yeah, and, they, and then they have um like almost cat eyes. You know, they, they have yes, a, which they have almost look like eyes. the trolls to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So it looked it's like looked a looked visual really cool, reminder yeah. of the trolls. Yeah, and it looked really cool uh, but, when that first when when they first appeared. I thought. Yeah. You know, through the window. Um, but then, other than that, I mean, look, Elsa's the big number. Obviously, let it go. Elsa's palace, palace, really, really disappointing. It's just a staircase. It's just a staircase with, and then also some some you know glittery glittery things coming off the ceiling. Yeah. I actually think. And other other characters go, "Wow, you made a palace." Yeah, and then, I mean, a lot of it is done for, because of the lights. The lights shining on these um, crystally um, chains end up making some of the effects, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's fine to use all that you have, uh, you know, in your favor. Obviously, I just feel like I just feel like it wasn't very clever staging. No, even though it's very big and impressive in many ways, and very, I'm sure and a you... lot of the budget was very high. Yeah, uh, but I just, I, I just was not impressed. Yeah, it just wasn't imaginative enough. Um, so moving on to special effects, which kind of links in with this, yeah. it's kind of the same sort of story, although actually worse in a way. So as I said, the practical effects ultimately there were very few practical effects. The bridge had that had the falling things, which was quite cool. Let it go has a few little bits of magic, like a little bit. Well, costume change mainly. The costume change is the best. The quick change is the best bit, but they're very they're ultimately very basic stage illusions. And if you have been to a magic show, you've seen significantly better stuff than this. Um, and then the other ninety four percent. Of the of the of the special effects are just the fact that the that there's LCD. I'm guessing LCD. I'm going to call them LCD screens for lack of a better term. There are LCD screens on the on the embedded in the stage and on the proscenium arch yeah. and the background, and they just light up and do things. Yeah, and so that's Elsa really touches a wall and then it lights up. Yeah, it's not it... lights up and like and like an ice effect spreads. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like it's yeah. Not very impressive. I mean, we we've come now from. I mean, you saw Starlight Express, which I know, I know, I know it was different. It's well, spectacles, not visual effects. But so but, much, but even but, but but then that's what it kind of proposes to be. Uh, but then I'm thinking yeah. also of of uh, Back to the Future and shows like that that actually have gone all out. And at the same time, I was thinking of things like um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is a play, in my opinion, that could have done the similar thing to what Disney shows often and do. And their stage illusions are much more impressive. So much more impressive, but also very minimalistic in a way. Obviously, there's a lot going on, but as I don't know. I feel they found clever solutions for things, and I feel that whoever kind of came up with the Frozen 
solutions did not want to think very hard i'm sorry no they, no that's that's absolutely true they, yeah definitely i mean i've seen so much best so and even the few practical issues they did have like when she accidentally shoots shoots ice at her coronation it just basically had these giant very cardboard very f- looking which were very flimsy and yeah. you could see them shaking ice shards that kind of came out of stage left and a bit from the floor and ceiling i think yeah um it was yeah it, it just it just Basically, very few practical effects, which is disappointing in of itself. Mm-hmm. The practical effects weren't very good looking. No. Um, and uh, loads and loads of digital, of just, I guess for lack of a better term, digital effects, which are really boring. Yeah, I mean, look, I... And not for, impressive. For example, and this is just one of my disappointments with the effects, when Elsa sings Let It Go, why isn't there snow falling on the gra- on, on, on stage? Or even in the audience. It, or even it's in at the, the audience. end of the first act. They could have done it. They could absolutely have done it. And uh, it made me think again, uh, since it's very recent, Back to the Future, when they have the Under the Sea uh, uh, prom thing that they have bubbles coming out of the audience. Oh, yeah. I, so for- I actually forgot that. It, but it's so easy. And, and, the, and the actual snow in the audience, they did after the curtain call. Yeah, or during so like two, like I almost felt like someone forgot to when press the button. It's the ma- when it's actually summer. When it's actually summer at the end, if you remember the film, it's summertime. And, and the story. But there's also a blizzard in the second half. Which is which all is done on the, on the LCD screens. All screens. And that was the point at which I said to myself... This is weird because I'm always, I'm always complaining about the overuse of uh, revolving stages. But I can see there's a revolving stage right there. I can literally see it. If they use that revolving stage a little bit more, I feel that would add a practical feel to some mm-hmm. of these effects. Because it was made, what made me think of it was this swirling, was a sw- snowstorm where they were doing swirly snow on the LCD screens. And I was thinking, if you just added a physical, practical rotation as well, that would massively amplify it. Just like in Back to the Future, the way they combined the revolving stage to physically move the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. With the background stuff, um, and and I was like, that's very, that's very disappointing. They didn't do that. And then at the end of the show, they do use the revolving stage for the most pointless thing ever. Yeah, and just to show, just to do like a basically a show of the characters in a circle. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I there's, a, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of lifting up characters for no reason. Yeah, uh, which I like. I would like to understand. I think a combination of. I know we we're talking about um, stage and all that, uh, but I think that a combination of. Um, the, the, these effects and the direction I think that it was just very Route 1 I think it felt very much like like not a lot of not a lot of creative thought was put, put into it almost as if they didn't need to they knew they didn't need to yeah, and they, I, they knew I, they were onto a winner yeah <laughs> exactly exactly well, think, not so much because it closed already in the in Broadway yeah well there you go but um, yeah, yeah, I I would say though, the, if you've seen the Tony's performance at the Tony's Awards or at the Olivier Awards of Let It Go um which are, as I had, and I was, and, and and you think, and you're like, oh, those those effects were quite nice. Um, I can't wait to see how, all the effects in the show. Though, no, those are the best ones, by a mile. Um, so no, if you if you think if if that's yeah, just be aware of that. If you think those effects are great and as the pinnacle, there that's acceptable. Then yeah. then go for it. But uh, I thought those were cool effects to translate to. To a different stage, mm-hmm. at the, um, you know. I can't wait to see what they've actually built in house. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So ultimately, under underwhelmed by the special effects, um, lighting, um, similar to the set in a way, very basic, but also very big and grand. Um, and um, it was very nice to uh, very nice, to, well, ultimately very nice to look at. Very, yeah. pr- very pretty. Yeah. yeah. And did Especially the and did the, the job. Um, I did like some sorry, Northern Lights effects yes. throughout. Very nice. I did some like there were some nice effects such as um, the, uh, the the brilliant light reflecting off of the stuff like Elsa's dress. At one point, they made Elsa kind of really pop and glow on this on, yeah. on, on, on an empty stage, um, which is very cool mm-hmm. and looked really good. Uh, ultimately, I would say very very uh, well done lighting. Again, if nothing particularly imaginative. Well, yeah, I mean, lighting in many ways carries the effect, so. Uh, yeah, true. Very you know, true. There's a lot of that. Kudos yeah. to them. Um, just actually briefly returning to the set, uh, just because it's like the door put puts in. You touched upon it where we mentioned how big the, the stage was. It did feel that with the size of the cast, which is not small, but also not massive, mm-hmm. it did feel like they struggled sometimes to fill the stage. It did, yeah. It's it really very did. big. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big old stage, uh, which was disappointing. Uh, they probably needed a few more people. 
to make it feel bigger. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, so sound, uh, I actually thought the sound balancing was quite good. Yes, for a change. Mm. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I had no complaints. I could hear everything. There were no no failed no moments of failed mics. The mics not being on in time, which I sound. I mean, that happens surprisingly frequently. So it's yep. it's worth mentioning. Um, again, no real balancing issues. I could always hear the performers over the, um, over the orchestra. Um, the orchestra was still loud enough. Basically, the balancing was good. The children, there are two children, child, child act- actors, uh, mm-hmm. actresses who play young Elsa and young, young Elsa and young Anna. Um, I could hear them properly yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they were balanced appropriately. Um, yeah, it was the sound was handled very well mm-hmm. and done to great competence and and aplomb. Very much with agree. a great aplomb. Yes. Uh, costumes. Which I often forget to talk about because yes. I don't. Cause I don't uh... Well, I guess it's hard. Not, it's hard to forget about these because I think they're so iconic, right? And especially now they're like Frozen is such a famous film, and the I think the costumes are very much what you'd expect. Very they, faithful. They are very faithful. Yeah, I like the touch. I quite like the touch of the um the cloak. I'm not sure if this is in the film. I haven't seen the film in many years, but uh, the mother's cloak at the start is what Anna then kind of has the color of Anna's cloak. I know it's not the same. It's, cloak. It, 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 well, Elsa wears uh, the mother's dress. Yes, for the coronation, I th- I and it's cloak- mentioned in this version, but I hadn't, I didn't know, I never noticed in the film anyway. No, uh, but it yeah, but it's, it's 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 very nice, very pretty. They actually, there's a, obviously Elsa's dress looks awesome. It looks really cool, especially from far away. It looks really cool. Like so I mean, from far away from the from the audience. from an audience's perspective, it looks yeah. incredible. And then she has a battle mode version with trousers. Also really cool. For the second act, which was quite fun. Yeah. Um, More comfortable. The other I, one I has imagine, a very long I, I, slit. I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, it was really good fun as well because um, not only, I mean, can you see them from far away? You can also see them from close up because mm. uh, when you enter the theatre, there are two cases with the dresses with Anna. So you see Anna's dress, you see her dress, her child dress, her uh, childhood, like, you know, the um, infant Anna and then the grown up. And then you also see only see Elsa's Let It Go dress. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it also gave the opportunity to kind of appreciate some of the more subtle things that they did. So, for example, Anna's child dress and adult dress are very similar. Very, very but similar. But the child dress has some more uh, has some more childish... Um, embroidery. Embroidery, like, yeah. like, like, like ducks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of a little bit more of a flamboyant hem... Um, Whereas the embroidery on the hem of Anna's dress was much more... The adult. Sorry, of Anna's adult dress was much more um, uh, reserved and proper. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just a nice subtlety. Um, and and also, it was just really nice to get to see them close up. And yeah, see it was the, really nice. See yeah. the craftsmanship. Um, but yeah, they looked, ultimately, the costume looked great. I also looked really liked Hans's... Um, <clears throat> his the the the, the, the grey coat he wears when he goes out. It has these layers on the, on yeah, the shoulders. Yeah, I think, I think this is your colour blind. Is that it's actually kind of a deep green. Oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I really like that costume. It's beautiful, it beautiful, really cool. beautiful. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of all the bits, the you know individual bits and bobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, then for kind of our final thoughts slash analysis, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good uh, night out, especially uh, as I said, big theater, big big. Yeah. Sense of an occasion. There's great yeah. sense of occasion. You have the really absolutely incredible theater to look at. I think it's worth showing up early. There's some great portraits to look at. The bars are gorgeous. You feel you you feel very posh and rich. Yeah. Ordering a gin tonic and sitting on some of those seats in the, in that in those bars, absolutely fantastic. Um, well worth um showing up early. Seeing there's a lot of lot of loads of merch on this on on to buy, which is nice, fun to look at. Um. We don't. We didn't want to buy any, but we enjoyed looking at it, mm-hmm. seeing the costumes and stuff in the cases. Really, really, really lovely touch. Ultimately, I think the first thing to really point out is basically the cast is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I was actually thinking this. Um, it's actually uh, rare in many ways to see that the whole main cast, and not just thinking outside Anna, but the whole main cast being so good. Yeah, they were all. Very good, all very competent. So just, it was just very no good. complaints at all with no. any vocal performances no. or even acting performances. Um, I mean, I Disney's a little bit easier. These kind of type of things are a little bit easier to act well because mm-hmm. it's a very stylized version of acting. If you're if you're able to do that style, then it's easy. Yeah, well, not easy. If you're able to do that style, then you're able to do that style, and there's not going to be any massive challenges. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to have to do a super emote because the, the, the emotional moments are still, you know melodramatic emotional moments. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so it's just absolutely great cast. Like, probably overall one of the best casts I've seen this year. Oh, I I, I think so. They were Vocally all, definitely the best cast. They were all 10 out of 10, I think. All the, the singing was very good. 
Um, I would never give ten out of ten to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, absolutely fantastic cast. Um, so the o- overall, it's very. I think it's well adapted. It's most. I mean, obviously, the vast majority of it is the same. They've extended the first half a little bit, mm-hmm. for, which does a few things. A, it lets you kind of see the 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 failing relationship with Janelle a little bit more. See, they they emphasize Elsa's fear a little bit more of everyone yes. finding out. Um, that she has these powers and being at, her fear of being outcast. I think ultimately works for a few reasons. One, because the second half of the film actually does drag a little bit. And second of all, because they had no choice but kind of to omit certain things, such as the giant snow golem yes. atta- attacking people. The battle, not only a battle, but the short battle that they have in the castle with, with, yeah. with, with Elsa. Um, okay. they, had to, they had to omit some stuff practically, or they would have had to heavily change it. And I think they were right to remove, and then Hans arrests Elsa in the castle and brings her back. Uh, which I don't think is how is that how I don't think that well, they, they, definitely not how it initially goes because there is an initial battle. Well, Elsa actually um, gives herself in. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, she lets stuff. But um, so I think they ultimately, rather than trying to change or adapt things like you know like the wolf chase or the abominable snowman creature, they instead cut them or replace them, and then and then just kind of spe- and then uh, use that time to pad out. Not to say not to pad out. That has a wrong implication to um flesh out mm-hmm. certain things like the relationship between Anna and Elsa. But one the weird thing they did was they kind of tried to flesh out the Olaf character at the start where they're like when they when when in the, in the film they just make him at the start. Yeah. And he's kind of throw you see him in the corner almost. In this they're like there's this whole thing about how he's a little piece of Anna and a little piece of Elsa. Yeah. Kind of but part of both part of both of them. Um oh yeah both of them are part of him. And and I thought that was going to go somewhere with that, but it absolutely doesn't. It's never really pro- it's mentioned briefly when you see him, but uh, but that's but it's basically not brought up again. And Olaf is completely thrown away and forgotten. This and basically this plot does not need Olaf, um, no, which is weird. And I think that I mean they they added songs every pretty much everyone got extra songs, um, but Olaf didn't. Yeah. Which was very very odd, uh, and also kind of and his a waste one song because is quite the, short. because the actor was very good. Wants to see to hear more of him, but it was very odd that they didn't give Olaf a, a yeah. new song. If they'd given him a new song, do you know what I think they should? I think they should have been. I think ah here here's the here's here's Chris writing plots. <laughs> I think I think you like this idea. When Elsa hurts Anna, mm-hmm. and she's like, and like Kristoff even says, you told me she'd never. She said she wouldn't hurt you. So I didn't think she would. Remember? Yeah, yeah. If at that point Anna starts to lose faith finally in Elsa, that Elsa's a good person, then Olaf could have sung a song, new song about how he's a little piece of both of them, and he's nice, and 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 he's happy, and he's and he's nice, and if and if you like Olaf, then you must like. Something You're, like that. You must like. You must love all. The, you must love yourself and Anna and Elsa. Yeah, and in fact, she does lose a bit of faith because when Hans asks her about it, because he says, "Oh, you said Elsa wouldn't hurt you," and, and then she, she replies, "But she did." Yeah, but then it's, it's just, it's but just, then it's just, just ignored. It's just about, ignored. And then I Olaf think, arrives, so this is the perfect moment to have Olaf sing a little song. Even, and, and 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 it would completely make good on that whole bit of me, bit of you thing, which yeah. goes nowhere. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be perfect. Yeah, they also don't even give him a flurry. No, I was so disappointed by the lack of flurry at the uh, personal flurry at the end. I guess, I guess, in the musical version, Olaf dies shortly after curtain call. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I mean by uh, this is what I mean by not being very creative uh, or unimaginative because I feel that this is the type of thing any corner they found themselves in they just, just avoided. Hmm. Uh, and and I know what you were saying. Oh, it's actually. I, I agree with you. I think it's a good thing that they, for example, changed the, the wolf chase or the golem or whatever. Yeah, the wolf chase being turned into the bridge thing was quite good, I think. It was quite good, yeah. But I feel like the, some of the other... So, so, but, but it's a way to also kind of avoid difficult things and they avoided the difficult moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should have done the wolf chase, but I'm just kind of... I think it's just an example uh, of how they didn't do it. And I was very surprised they didn't do the flurry because Olaf is actually a puppet. Uh, I'm sure you've seen photos. Is uh, being like you, you see the man behind... The puppet is not a, not a person dressed as which, Olaf. Which, as you, you, regulars know, I hate that system. And I don't understand why they didn't just put him, put the man in the Olaf costume. Olaf's height. I mean, he, the, the puppet is twice the height of Olaf in the film. Yeah. I don't see the problem with just making him a man-sized snowman. No, there there is no problem. I agree. Um, but also, they had the perfect 
reason to have someone hold up a flurry on top of him because they actually have someone behind yeah. him. So I don't understand why it wasn't done. Because he does, because because the, the, the human puppeteer caught the hat for in summer, exactly. Put the yeah. hat on the puppet's head. So there was even pre there was even precedence for him to interact with the puppet in a non-conventional puppeteering way. Yeah. It's not like they, they were like, oh, no, we can't have the puppeteer break the magic by interacting with the puppet in a non-traditional way. Yeah. Well, because it, it did. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so it was very, very odd. But yeah, I didn't, that is worth knowing. I didn't like, I don't like that kind of puppetry. But uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, it's, it's yeah, so ultimately um, odd choices in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mo- however, the most, as I said, most characters do have new songs. Uh, most of those new songs were good or okay anyway. I can remember Hans's one, something about I'm Prince Hans of the Southern Sea Southern Isles. or whatever. It was, yeah. it was okay. Um, there's a new song which is very reminiscent of Kill the Beast mm-hmm. from yes. um, Beauty and the Beast when they're going to hunt Dan Elsa. It just made me really look forward to seeing Beauty and the Beast on stage because yep. uh, it's not as good, but it's good. Um, and they had, that, as I said, What Do You Know About Love, which is reprised a few times. It's kind of Kristoff and Anna's theme. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anna and Elsa had a song I can't, uh, which uh, about a, du- a duet yeah. when she meets her. I can't even remember what it was about. What the, how it went but something weird about that was it was involved involved you'll, saying you'll never lose me you won't lose me and the song ends and Elsa goes okay now go <laughs> you'll never yeah. lose you'll never lose me and it even says you'll never lose me Anna but you have to go yeah, <laughs> and let me live sol- in solitude forever so it was, a, it was a little bit weird and the lyrics for the new songs I did think were lacking something um, it's very hard to hit that jackpot again, isn't it? Yeah. Of Let It Go because it's so famous again. The, the songs for, for, from Frozen are yeah. very iconic. But Let It Go, yeah. Let It Go is a great. It's a good song. It's performed wonderfully by yeah. Samantha Barks. It has, um, as I said, ultimately very disappointed with the special effects. But it does have the only th- few good practical effects, apart from the bridge, um, uh, which when the, the quick costume change looks very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fl- the flying glove and stuff looks. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's um, cool. Yeah. yeah, so it look ultimately I think it's a very enjoyable night out at the theatre. Mm-hmm. Uh with excellent vocal performances, uh very uh stunning visually, although unimaginative and a little dis- a bit disappointing in the effects on the effects front in particular. Um but still still a really good good show. And I think it's the best probably of the Disney uh, best adaptation of Disney shows, I think Mary Poppins is better. If, okay, yes, uh, uh, yeah, for, you, you uh, yeah. It. I was thinking of the Disney princess style shows. Sure, sure. Um, I, like, I, so, I, so. I, I guess I should see Lion King again before I say that. Uh, even no, though no, I, no, you don't need to. Even though I, <laughs> oh, you saw it not that long ago, didn't you? I actually? saw, yeah. I saw it a, a couple of years do you, ago. Yeah. Do you think this is better than Lion King? Because I, I think this is better than Lion King. It's just I'm a uh, stage show wise. It's just I'm aware I haven't seen Lion King in over a decade. So I think Lion King for me and maybe for you too. I think Lion King for people of our generation is the Frozen of this generation. Agreed. Um, is the is the is the film that a lot of us will be one of the first films we remember seeing in the cinema. And it's I think like, it is I, the first one I saw. I, I remember I I had a Lion King birthday party. You know, like it was it was it was a big deal. Um, I'm not a big fan of the stage show, and I wasn't. I no, no, am I? I'm just I'm just being you know. Saying I haven't seen it in a decade, so maybe I maybe I need to see. It. Maybe if I saw it again, I think oh, it's yeah. a little better than Frozen. I think that um, I prefer Frozen. Okay, you're still, you're still yeah, yeah. Well, I do too. As I said, yeah. I'm just aware I haven't seen it in a while. I think that um, I think that, uh, that there are many reasons why I prefer Frozen. I think, but uh, but I also also because I think that Lion King doesn't hold up as well on stage. Um, mm. And I guess I am being swayed as well by the uh, great performances that we saw in Frozen. Okay. I think Lion King. Uh, unfortunately, I think it, well, it's just kind well, of the, well, the, the, the what happens with a lot of shows that just stay for a very long time. It sometimes gets a little tired, you know. Yeah, and um, we, are, we are reviewing the production and the fact that they've got excellent cast matters, you know. Exactly, relevant. it definitely does. Yeah, uh, and but, but I'd be happy to go back to Lion King mm-hmm. with you, uh, kind of a more of a critic's eye rather than a mm-hmm. uh, personal kind of nostalgic yes, eye. You I, possibly, know? I, I think I should at some point. Yeah. Um, but but the yeah. tickets are so expensive. <laughs> they, 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 they do Disney tickets for Lion King as well. Yes, yes they do. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney tickets for Frozen were only £20. For £90 seats. Yeah, so. not bad. Yeah. So we saved ourselves, between us, we saved ourselves a cool uh, £140. Yes. Uh, but um, also kind of just going back to what Chris is saying, I do think it's a, it's a good it's a good competent production and I think it's a fun night out, especially if, you, if you've been bombarded by Frozen in the past however many years eight years uh, since it's come out since it came out 
Um, so I think it's very hard. Like if you enjoy the film, it's very hard to not enjoy this or not find enjoyment in this. Uh, you know, in, in this show, um, as we said, like the it's very good. I think it has good moments visually, but to me, it also has really kind of very disappointing visual moments. I think yeah. it's not. I think there were a few moments I laughed out loud. Yeah, handful. But well, there even was one, there was one effect that made me go, "That was terrible." <laughs> yeah, but even like the way, even the way it looks, I think it looks throughout. It looks, it looks, it does look beautiful. But I, I have to say, and this is just me personally, I think Elsa's palace looks very tacky. It does look tacky because it's all, it's all like, what's what's the word for fake diamonds? Cubans like cubic zygona, zygona I I don't know. Yeah, but it just lo- it, it does it, it look, does it not to me it does not look good. Yeah. Um, it's just a staircase. So I well. I kind of struggle to look past it in the in a way, but yeah. But uh, we obviously don't do star reviews. We don't do star ratings, no. Oh. But uh, but this one's quite easy to give a star rating to. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's about, I feel bad. I almost give this the same rating as Dear Evan Hansen. I also feel kind of it's a bit unimaginative in a way and a bit uh, lazy to give two reviews in a row such a, such a, a, a the middle of the road review. But this is a three star show for me. Oh, it's a three star show for me yeah. too. Three yeah. stars, lightly recommended, worth seeing at a good price. Offers entertainment or artistic value or artistic merit competent so i think that's it it's, it is a competent production i would likely recommend it uh if you heard a bang that was a firework by the way uh, <laughs> it is competent production i would likely recommend it and if you can get to see it at a good price of 20 30 even 40 pounds for a good seat i would say go you will have a good time yes i i definitely agree with that and you said about this what you said about the evidence i guess it's that just goes to show how different three stars can be but yeah, they're very yeah. different. There are three stars for different reasons in any way. Dear and Hansen is closer to pushing to four stars. Well, is it in a way, though? Because so, Frozen does have some... Uh, anyway, look, they're both three stars. Three stars. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Yeah, so uh, like I said, we do recommend it. Uh, if, uh, if you have children in particular, they'll probably very much enjoy it. I would recommend... Maybe not taking very young children to it. Yeah, it uh, says six plus, but I, 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 I think don't it's know. Too young. I would wait until they're eight. Yeah. I think that there are very quiet moments in the show, and I, I particularly. The children behind us were getting so bored. They were so bored. So I, I particularly noticed that uh, whenever they stop singing, the children start start talking. Yeah. And I know that children talk. Anyone talk. I mean, adults also talk. Don't get me wrong. But um, I think just maybe wait a little bit to kind of make sure that they can sit through the time. You yeah. know it. Yeah. That's it, but but do but I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, three stars for Frozen. So on to the tip of the week, and this tip is to do with essentially another ticket vendor who you may not know about. So that it's called Central Tickets. Uh, basically, Central Tickets are actually a vendor; just they just sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have an account with them. Uh, they're on centraltickets.co.uk. Anyone can become a member. Um, to, be, to stay a member, though, you have to. They have rules such as don't, uh, don't. I they're they're sort of secretive in a way. I'm not entirely. I'm not a hundred percent sure they even they even want, for example, us to give this tip. But we're going to because it's it's that's what we do. We give tips to help people get cheaper tickets to the theater. But in addition to selling, just being a vendor, they also do the. They basically act as a seat filler. Mm-hmm. Which means that they will do random. They will just basically they'll just have random, really cheap tickets to stuff where you don't get to choose this ticket. You just pay a very small fee, and you get tickets. And this is this can be anything from a big West End show to much, much smaller, random things. Um, but basically, the point is, it's well worth being a member. You have to buy. You have to go to one thing a year to stay a member. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, you do. You're. They have rules. They don't. You know. I think it's like don't mention central tickets to the ven- to the venue. I think you don't you don't you don't basically don't don't. I can't remember. When you become a member, you can read the rules. Well, the rules don't talk about Fight Club. The ru- yeah, it has that vibe of don't that feel the rules section of don't talk about it, which mm-hmm. is we- which I find very weird. Because the other day, literally anyone go to their website, anyone can become a member. It's very strange. Um, it's not they're not yeah. But anyway, the reason that they're a good tip is because ultimately it's just always good to have another vendor available to you if you didn't know about them shop because ultimately the best tip we could ever give you is shop around yeah um they might have uh, cheaper tickets for the particular thing you want to go to and then also the seat filling is fun you know if you have a night where you're not going to anything or you've nothing on you can pay i don't know the prices are very hugely you can pay four five six pounds and get quite good seats to as i said anything from a talk with uh from an author mm-hmm. to a burlesque show 
to uh, to a drag uh, show. to a drag show. They do drag shows too, mm. to um, to plays um, uh, like the uh, like the uh, the two character play that they had tickets yeah. for. Um, at uh, Ham- what, Hampstead, no, Hampstead Theatre? What's the theatre? Yeah. Hampstead Theatre, yeah. So, um, well worth basically. Just remember, you have to, um, you have to go to, I think you have to uh, go to one thing a year to maintain membership, but well worth, uh, not, it doesn't cost anything to be a member. So, well worth heading over to centraltickets.co.uk and making an account and just adding it to your list of vendors. And don't tell anyone. <laughs> And today for our far too many no section, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about us, I guess, mm. and talk about um, the podcast and what it's been like to be doing this for twenty five weeks, actually, because yes, we twenty five weeks, twenty four episodes, yeah. twenty four episodes, uh, yes, um, and what it's been like to like document our theatre life because we have been going to the theatre a lot for uh, a few years now, and it's nice to, and I think it was we go to theatre for more than a few years. But no, but more consistently and going oh. to more random stuff and being oh, sure. more adventurous with what we see. Yeah, for quite a few years, yeah. Um, and it's and, and this is something that we kind of um, always wanted to do. We always wanted to um, document the our, our experiences. Uh, never quite got around to doing it. Um, and then I guess 2021 came around. This was reopening, and it just felt like the right time to do it. It did. It felt like a good time, and it's, uh, it's been it's been a good experience overall. I, if you're thinking about doing something similar, I would say do it. Um, obviously, the 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 pressure of not pressure, but the the self inflicted pressure of trying to of being consistent and having to, always releasing an episode every week. Obviously, uh, like anything, is going to have its downsides. Um, so uh, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend bothering with that if you're solely doing it for yourself mm-hmm. um as we are maybe we should just have done it more uh, sporadically but i also think it's healthy to have structure it is definitely healthy to have structure in your life full stop yeah um and i and I, I i think um while some weeks it's been it has caused problems when we had a very busy week for example and we just couldn't like we you know we end up releasing late episodes and stuff um and we had to squeeze it in it was it, it that was difficult but for the most part i think it's been additional piece of structure which has had a positive impact on our lives yes absolutely and i also think it's been really fun to uh talk with some structure about the shows we see because this is as i think we mentioned this before but this is something that we always do we come out of the theater and talk about it and and often we'll talk about it days later we'll be thinking like we'll have a we'll have a thought about the show we saw Mm -hmm. and talk about it so it's been nice to have this venue where to kind of talk about this th- these things and um in a, in a different way i never you know honestly i don't think i ever kind of thought oh this is the person who directed this what else have they done i kind of done i've done it very kind of casually mm-hmm. and doing this a little bit with a bit more structure we're kind of trying to connect these people and see what they've done look at their style and think about these things has been quite interesting i think you'll kind of learn about theater as well by yes. doing it yeah i think we've also uh, you know we've we our reviews started off very much how we used to talk about them between ourselves, very free flowy and kind of uh, stream of consciousness almost. And we've we've added in structure, which I think helps both. And I think hopefully both our listeners gain um, glean information and get benefit from the reviews, but also helps us kind of formulate and process our th- and get across our thoughts to each other better. That definitely does, yeah. Because structure, because as we said, structure, <laughs> structure is good. <laughs> yeah, and, but also kind of just not to not forget things that we want to say because it, it still happens, right? It's still like that we we finish recording an episode and then I think of something that I should have said about something else uh, that, that that was relevant to that episode. So it's nice. It was also nice to like in a weird way always kept in touch with the with theatre news. It was nice to kind of yeah always to, yeah because we had to keep we had to keep an eye on it and um, yeah. talk about it and see what we and uh, obviously we're not a news channel but we uh, to, to to actually pick pieces of news that we were interested in talking about mm-hmm. either, either things that excited us or angered us or yeah. or just uh kind of got, got us thinking um so that was good and i, I very much the discussion section in particular i, I very much enjoyed things like discuss because that, that's something we 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 always discussed the shows we saw and effectively did reviews with each other yeah but we and we did discuss other aspects of theater such as adaptations and stuff but definitely not to the extent we have done so for the no, podcast. Definitely not. Um, no. You know, we talked. We talked about. You know, talked about the, the role villains play in stories. Uh, again, maybe very casually. Maybe we've touched upon it in, in a conversation we've had. But to get, to have such focus on a particular topic like that, I think was extremely good, and I really enjoyed doing it. Yes, me too. Um, and I've also I also very much enjoyed making lists um, because I think that's something that, in a way, we kind of always do, but not really. Um, 
with no structure kind of just yeah talk it's kind of a challenge it. it's a challenge as well to, to come up with your favorite this or favorite that or or more obscure more strange list like most skipped songs we did uh, yeah you know um, most underrated shows most overrated shows yes and um i think this this is uh kind of taught us quite a lot as well to about like how we want to conduct the podcast and what we want to do obviously uh, i think we have every intention of continuing yes there will be a season two we can promise you that yeah um we're taking a break now uh basically for well, basically essentially personal reasons nothing nothing bad or anything but uh deborah's going to be away for quite a while um and, and then uh, we have christmas and all sorts of things that it, makes it quite complicated yeah, there's all sorts of reasons. Also, we thought it was probably 24 was a good number. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we thought we should have a break at some point soon. But we're not going to, because there's going to be a way, we're not going to be going to shows together for a while. Well, that's so it's true. also going to be very difficult to bring new, bring new content that isn't forced content, to bring actual new valuable content. That's going to be tough for the next little while. Um, so we might as well have our break now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason not to. And then also because, um, as I mentioned, you know, bringing out the episodes every week um, is challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the challenge, reason for that is because we we challenged well, we uh, structured it in such a way that we had we had a lot of stuff to to provide research, it, to research yeah. a lot of research, you know, with our tips and our news and um, discussion topics and a review or a list every week. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of content, and, yeah. And um, that made a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, um, meant that it, you know, although the episodes are an hour, hour and twenty minutes long. Um, you know, obviously, by the time you've you've recorded and edited and everything, um, it's a bit longer than that. And then the research on top of that is a lot more. Yeah, and we when we started this back in uh, April, I want to say, or May, maybe May. I think it was, it was May. May. Yeah, it was May. yeah. Uh, we were still still just kind of getting out of the of lockdowns and things. Um, and we life, had more time. Life was a bit quieter then, so there was definitely more time to do these things. Um, and just it got it got very busy again, um, so it's just it's just got a little different. So I think I think the, I think we both kind of want to uh, continue the podcast, but maybe in a slightly different with a slightly different structure. Yeah, basically, as I said, we have those four we had those four sections that we have required combined combined required a lot of research. So the other thing about when we're starting season two is we're just planning to restructure it slightly. Mm-hmm. We're not a hundred percent fixed on how how that's going to be. Um, we'll let you know when we do. But, yeah, uh, but ultimately, there'll be a lot of time to kind of brainstorm. Yeah, but ultimately, it's going to be, for example, we might not have a tip every week. We mm-hmm. might uh, we might hold off until we have uh, until we have uh, some something something we're very excited to bring you. You know, like um, some or a few or a few tips maybe in one in one go. Um, or we you know we might not have news every week um, if there's nothing that uh, really kind of takes our fancy. Or or we might uh, you know if we haven't had time to research the news and actually formulate opinions on something that week we won't we won't we won't, we won't talk about it um yeah or not to ha- maybe not have two big chunky sections and instead of having one slightly longer section yeah exactly we might That's not have a review we, we haven't decided we haven't we we, uh, we might not have a list and a discussion section we might not have a review and a discussion section or you know we, we might have a list and a review in the same episode which is mm-hmm. something we never did because of the way we chose to structure everything yeah basically we are going it's going to have a re- we're going to restructure um, yeah. Uh, which in, in in such a way that will allow us to um, emphasize quality over quantity. Definitely. Uh, that's the idea. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, that coincides nicely with the you know the fact that we've we've had twenty four episodes out now in season one with this structure. And it's not going to be like I said, it's not going to be a drastic restructure. It's not going to be anything crazy, but it will. It'll just be a bit. Uh, yeah, it'll just be hopefully a little bit easier on us to manage to do consistently. And it's actually easier as well to listen in a way because it'll be more, maybe more focused on more one focused, thing per episode. Yeah, well, that's like quality over quantity, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the idea anyway. Yeah. But even though we're taking a break, we will definitely be checking Instagram all the time, posting there as much as possible. Yes. I have a backlog of theatre photos that I intend to post. <laughs> yes, we have a backlog of photos. We've got even, we actually went, we meant to do a review we have all, a couple uh, of a couple a of review. a couple of backlog reviews as well. Yeah, the reviews that we, we didn't intend on doing on the podcast, um, we, like we did with Walden, we did a short written review. So we might offer some. We might be able to bring out some of those back ages, not ages ago, but quite a while, a while ago. We also had said we were working on a set, a set, a special episode. Um, no, it's not uh, a a bonus episode, which we're still hoping to bring out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, some Definitely. hopefully sometime over the um, the break, the our, our break between season one and season two. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring that out to you. Um. So there will hopefully be a little bit more other podcast content between season one and season two, and lots of Instagram content. But in the meantime, uh, we will we will have a short interlude. 
between uh, before the entr'acte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the uh, the um, the end of the end of the first act, I guess. <laughs> yes, end of end of season one. But don't go anywhere. Um, keep following us on Instagram. Keep commenting. Uh, keep listening. Listen to the backlog if you've any episodes you haven't heard, and it will will be back before you know it because time moves very quickly. <laughs> yes, but I, I feel I feel that it's and I, we should listen to the music just one more time and do our outro. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course. And uh, also we should take the opportunity to say thank you very much if you've been listening uh, if, if to one episode or especially if you listen to the whole lot. Um, we really do appreciate it. Um, we enjoy doing this regardless. We, yes. Um, but uh, having even just a few listeners uh, makes it all that much better and really makes us feel good so thank you very very much yeah thank you and thank you if you ever comment on instagram always like like if you let us know your thoughts is very nice to have a sense of a you know a little community that is building around theater which is something that we don't like we go to the theater a lot um and we have friends who go but not as much as us i guess it's always nice to have other people to talk to about it as well yes exactly always yeah it's nice to, nice to build our little corner in the theater wider theater community exactly and like i said thank you for listening to season one we'll be back before you know it was season two so yeah this feels this outro feels a little bit less relevant than, than, <laughs> than, than they usually do um because we kind of said goodbye in our discussion section but as always, that's all we have time for on the Restricted View podcast. Um, not just for the episode, but for the season. Yes, we'll be back before you know it. <laughs> but do let us know as ever. Restricted.view on Instagram. Give us a follow if you don't. Um, and please do let us know what you thought of Frozen if you've seen it. It's only been open for about a month, so most of you possibly probably haven't seen it. It feels very Christmassy. It does feel Christmassy. Yeah. It was nice that the, you know we had an evening performance. It was cold. It was dark. Uh, there were bright lights. Uh, exactly. It felt it felt good. Uh, felt felt nice to do that. But let us know what you thought, what you think of it. Um, do let us know as well if what you think, uh, if you have any ideas for the restructuring in season two, yes, how please. we should handle it. What aspects, you know, what what aspects of our structure in season one did you like? What aspects did you not like? Um, you know, f- please feel free. I'd we'd rather you commented and said I really didn't like when you did this because that's more useful for us than nothing at all than you not commenting at all. Absolutely. Um, yes. you know, be nice, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> but feel free to say if something didn't work for you, or if you know we talk too much about X and not enough about Y, anything like that. Let us know. Um, on restricted dot view. Uh, also, let us know if you're going to, pre- but if you're planning to see Prime Prejudice, plan to see the Ocean, Ocean at the, the end of the lane. Yes. Yeah. If you're excited about the Spring Awakening. Uh, well, unless you live in New York and they, or they, or they broadcast it, there's no point in being excited about that, I guess. I think there's a lot of people excited all over the place. Uh, they're just hoping you'll be broadcast, so we'll see. And actually, most intriguing of all, I'd be interested about, for comments about central tickets. Um, what is their deal? Why are they so? Why are they? They elude this 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 atmosphere of secret of secretiveness. Yes, we haven't actually used them yet. This yeah. is just something we are part. Like kind yeah. of we joined, signed up, but haven't quite used them yet. So no, no, we'll see. No, I have. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, let us know on view And once again, thank you very much for listening to season one. We will see you very soon in season two. Bye bye. In the meantime, see more shows. <laughs> bye.